<laughs> so here's the thing, and I need everybody in the audience to hear hear what I'm about to say. I don't know what I'm about to say because I'm going to freestyle, but real estate is complex. We want to be different. We want to be different. When you do something like what you're doing, how many people do you think have that same setup and have access to those same templates? How many of those homeowners do you think are getting similar to the same things that you're getting? You got to switch the game up. You got to be completely different. My coach used to say, Jerry started off with a jab, jab, cross, hook. That's the customary jab, cross, hook. I will get in there and start off with a cross, uppercut, or a kick. They say, do everything off the jab. No, that's what everybody else is doing. I want to be different. It made me undefeated. As an amateur, I was undefeated because I came with a completely different style. Tania, I need you to come with a completely different style. You got to learn how to create your own conversation. When you write text or words on a text message, that's a conversation. When you write words on a postcard, that's a conversation. When you get on the phone with someone, that's a conversation. Depending on the skill and the quality of your conversation will determine the results that you get. That conversation is the cause. The results is going to be the effect. You are going to be spinning your wheels, burning a bunch of calories, and it's going to be very difficult for you to get a deal. I know that's cute. All these people talk about all this. They do all this text. tech. That's cool. That's cool. But how do you think you're going to get very large paydays? You're not going to get very large paydays with templated text. You can do anything over and over and over and over and over. Of course, you'll eventually stumble across a deal. But how about having a system in place where you could do much less? Tanea, much less. I'm going to tell you another secret. I'm going to tell you another secret, okay? I'm going to give you another secret. I'm going to share it with you right now. Here's a secret. When people give all these leads, when people talk about leads... And they do all this stacking, okay? They do all this stacking and they they looking for foreclosures. They're looking for pre-probates. They're looking for whatever. What I want you to do is I want you to find a grid. Find a zip code. There's a particular zip code that you want to focus on that you know this is a cool area. You know what I'm talking about, Tania. You know there's a certain neighborhood you like, right? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what I want you to do is pick a three-mile radius. And blanket that three-mile radius with your Tanea marketing, with your Tanea marketing. You're going to send a set of postcards. You're going to do some skip tracing. You're going to get some type of database to let you know who those sellers are. I mean, I'm sorry, not sellers, who the homeowners are. If you're in a title company state, are you in a title company state? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You, you, why are you making it so easy for me? <laughs> if you're in a title company state, you can call your title company sales rep. Or you can get a title company sales rep and you can get a list of people who've owned their homes 10 years and prior. So meaning if this is 2020, get people, well, the market is so hot, you can go 2015 and before. But let's just say 2010 and before. So what that means, you're not going to get people that just bought their house two years ago or a year ago because most likely they don't want to sell. Somebody bought their house a year ago, probably don't want to sell and they probably don't have a bunch of equity. You're going to want people to go 10 years and before. And you just go to market to them. Every zip code, there's somebody's in foreclosure. Every zip code, there's somebody lost a loved one. Every zip code, there's somebody has a, uh, 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 some type of problem. But what we're doing is we're trying to fish for every perfect lead when sometimes we can create our own leads. 
Don't get me wrong. I do exactly what you do. But I'm going to tell you something I never, ever, ever do. I don't skip trade. I don't do all that. I don't do a bunch of all that. I, I don't have time for all that. Does that help you what I'm trying to say, Tanea? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. I'm just jotting my notes down here. I need yeah, that I, template is bad. Just like you say, Jerry, that template stuff, especially on the one you just named, that's everybody's using that same template, the same old stuff. You don't want to sound like them people. I need you. I need you to practice. Tanea, I need you to practice speaking. And I'm going to say this. When you come to a clubhouse stage, use us. Use us for practice. Act okay. like act like we are your customers. So, hey, Jerry, how you doing, Jerry? Oh, what's up? This is Tanea. I got a question for you. Um, I'm out here looking. I'm going to tell y'all, that's how y'all got to start talking on the stage. Y'all, Tanea, is it okay if I use your Do I have your permission? Because I don't want you to think I'm picking on you with that. Yes, it's fine. Okay. Y'all voice inflection, y'all pitch, y'all delivery, practice. Practice makes perfect. Or perfect practice makes perfect. So I hope that helps you, Tanea. Yeah, that is, that is some powerful stuff. And everybody wants mm-hmm. to do texting mm-hmm. only, too. I think that's a huge problem, just the text, because it's the easiest, and we don't have to talk to nobody, and they'll just write back, leave me alone, or, yeah, I'm interested, what's your offer? That's so easy that everybody's doing it. So we don't just text. We want to text, voicemail, and call. The call is so important. When you get on the phone with them, you can read their vibe. You can ask them other questions. You can start that conversation. You don't know where it's going to go. I know a lot of people are afraid to get on that phone, but that's where the bread and butter is made in this business. Conversations, like Jerry always says. I want to do something different one more time. I'm going to I'm going to ask some more people if y'all can raise your hand. I've never done this before. I've never I've never invited. I want to do a little bit more popcorn. So I'm going to ask more people to come to the stage. I, I got a couple quick questions for you, okay? Just really, really quick. Yes, and sir. do me a favor. Do me a favor. We're going to do um Did you say you're a real estate agent in Atlanta? Yes, sir. So, do you want to get a skill set for to to make you a uh more effective real estate agent? Yes, sir. Is it involving um investments or primarily you want to be a better realtor? Uh, I guess a little bit of both, and, and you know, primarily why. Obviously, I'm starting out being yeah, a realtor. There so you I need go. That. You're not playing the game, right? You're not playing the game, right? right? Oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> you, you cheated. You cheated, Brett. My bad, my bad. <laughs> All right. So look, look. One second. Let me sip some water. One second. Mm. Okay. So Brett, here here's the other part. The part of the question. Pick two challenges that you have right now that you feel is stopping you from being an effective real estate agent in Atlanta. Uh, social presence and, uh, I would say sphere of influence probably. Okay. Perfect. 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 Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you know how to communicate very effectively, if that's Mm -hmm. grammatically correct, you could almost not even know what you're selling and still sell it. Okay. The way to get anybody to do anything is to make them want to do it. The way to get somebody to want to do something is to is to is to give them what they want. The problem is, Brett, we are being trained. You you hear it about high school and college. How many mm-hmm. times do you hear, oh, you go to college, you get this degree, and you didn't use none of it in real life? Right. 
So you go to real estate school, you go, you, you take all these tests and you get in this brokerage and they give you a mentor, they give you all this stuff. They want 40% of your commission. They teach you so much stuff, but most of the stuff is designed at protecting that company's brand and their integrity and keeping their sales out of trouble. What is the comparative market analysis? Boom. They want to make sure you got that right. How many deals we've done from here to Dubai? We're the biggest company, et cetera, et cetera. All of this stuff. But who's telling us how to master human beings? You want to optimize your website, right? You know what optimizing yep. a website means, right? Yes, sir. To get highest and best use out of a website, right? Right. Did your broker tell you to optimize your mind? Does your broker say we got the highest and best use out of your mind? When you sell a property, you want highest and best use for that property. What about the highest and best use of your mind? Now that we mastered your mind, you've mastered in a way that you went to a whole nother level. You went to a whole nother dimension. When you start to really truly master self, we spend so much money on so many things, mm-hmm. on so much marketing, this incredible website, this incredible landing page, this incredible app. But we don't first master our own mindset and our thought processes and things like that. When you right. master that, like you said, how I eloquently diffused that guy mm-hmm. is because I've studied this stuff. Right. Even though he was a difficult one. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but Brett, when you learn that, you mm-hmm. start to understand that you're so skilled, but you may be too skilled, but you're skilled enough to know that even though you're talking good, they may not be in a place to receive what you're talking about. Right. Yes, sir. So therefore, you're walking away from the sale thinking you didn't get a sale. But the problem is you didn't put them in sale mode yet mm-hmm. because they have a mental block up. Right. They know what they want. And Brett is talking about what he can give them. But Brett isn't first having that proper conversation with him. So, mm-hmm. Brett, we're going to play a quick game. Okay. All right. So, Brett. I won't cheat this time. You can't cheat. You can't cheat because I'm a professional pivoter. Yep, let's do it. So, you got this property. You're a real estate. You're, 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 you're a seller in Atlanta. You got this nice property. And I'm coming there as a real estate agent and I want to <clears throat> list the property. Okay. So, Mr. Brett. Uh, first of all, Mr. Brett, I appreciate you even giving me the opportunity to have a conversation with you about your beautiful house. But, Mr. Brett. Before we go any further, I got a coach named Jerry, and he, he tells me to make sure I don't burn too many calories when I have a conversation. <laughs> so if it's okay with you, I'd, I'd like to have a quick conversation with you. Okay. And after that conversation, all I'm going to ask you to do, all I'm going to do during that conversation is make a couple recommendations. Okay. After I make those recommendations, Mr. Brett, I just want one thing from you. Yes, sir. I just want a decision. That's okay. it. I don't want to talk about contracts. I don't want to talk about nothing, but recommendations and a decision but before we go any further mr brett i want to say this to you as you know you know when we get any type of agreement 30 day 45 days it's going to be like some type of marriage you know mm-hmm. and when you get into escrow i don't know if uh, anybody's ever told you this mr uh, mr brett but mm-hmm. once you get under a contract with a buyer they have what's called equitable interest so it's mm-hmm. almost like they it's like a marriage Okay, and the only way to dissolve that marriage is through mutual consent, both signatures, et cetera. So my goal is this. I don't want to get you an escrow. I don't want to get you married to somebody that you can't stand. (laughs) I want to make sure that you love this person, that y'all have the most happy relationship. So let's make sure we find the perfect marriage for you. So let's do this, Mr. Brett. This is my question for you. Okay. If you could pick two or three things that's the most important things that you'd like to see during the sales process of you selling your property. 
What would those two or three things be, Mr. Brett? The the two or three things that, what was the question? I'm sorry. If you can pick two or three things, let's say if you can design the perfect sale for your property and you're going to design it with three options or three things. Well, I apologize for not get, making myself more clear, Mr. Brett. No, you're you get, fine. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, you can play along. I'm, 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 I'm role playing. No, I apologize <laughs> if I, I didn't make myself clear, Mr. Brett. What I'm basically saying is this. Let me give you an example of what I mean. I had a seller that was in a situation that was a lot like you. They had a nice house like this in Atlanta. They had five acres, but they had an RV in the lot. They had a little, these little jet skis. They had all this stuff, and they were relocating to Texas. They wanted a quick sale, but they knew that they didn't have time to get all their stuff out, so they wanted to be able to utilize the garage for another 30 days after closing. So that was an example of something that was important to them that they want to see during the closing. So we put that in the contract where the buyers allowed them to keep their jet skis in the garage for 30 days. So that's what I mean when I say an example, Mr. Uh, Brett. Okay. So, Mr. Brett, if you can pick two or three things that's the most important thing that you'd like to see, and I'm going to make sure I deliver that in a nice red box with a red bow, warm and fuzzy to your doorstep, what would that be, Mr. Brett? Well, I'd like to have a pool and a three-car garage to keep my jet skis in there. No, not you buying a property. I'm saying you're sell- I'm acting like you're, you're like you're, you're selling the property, Brett. Like I'm trying to sign you for a listing agreement. So, so I'm trying to sign. I'm trying to get you under contract to list your house, Brett. So, okay. I'm, so what I'm saying is, okay, I'm playing Jerry on. Clubhouse sorry, sorry, sorry if I'm confused. I, I just I, I haven't I haven't listed anything or anything at all. I'm like I'm like one weekend to. Oh, okay. So what I'm doing when I role playing with you? Yes, now, sir. Now, now we pause in the game so I can make sure you understand. Mm-hmm. Find out what they want. And okay. give them what they want. Right. Don't talk about your company and brag about your company. Yes, Don't sir. talk about all these houses y'all sold from here to there. Literally just go to somebody and say, hey, Mr. Seller, how you, Mr. Client, how you doing? My name is Brett. Okay, good. I'm with ABC Real Estate, whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to do something a little different with you, Mr. Mr. Seller, that you've probably never seen before or heard before from another realtor. What's that? I want to have a conversation with you about your property and strictly what you want. What do you want, Mr. Seller? What would you like to see? And I'm going to make sure I frame that and, and, and find the perfect buyer to match exactly what it is you want. Perfect. Do, you fo- do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm following you. Absolutely. Do, but you see, that's, that's a lot different than what these real estate companies are doing to teach these people to say to these people. Mm-hmm. So you're going to make it all about, you're not going to talk about anything except what's going on in their life. Yes, we sir. have we have something right now called a pandemic. So I want you to start er, all of your conversations with first making sure everybody's okay, the loved ones. Mm-hmm. First of all, before we get started, how are you doing? Are you are you okay during these COVID times? Right. Guess what happens when you do that? They let you know they, they let you know if they're okay, if they're not okay. Right. I did that with a lady. After I got done talking to her, she started crying. Mm-hmm. Cause she started telling me about the hard times she was having during COVID. Right. So I made sure I framed my products and services around her hard times because she told me what the hard times were because I gave her a series of questions. Mm-hmm. Does that seem like it helped you, Brett? Yes, sir. That was- I don't care what you don't have in your arsenal. All you need is a couple who's that have it in their arsenal. When you have the right conversation, you can guide that person to some of your who's who can do this, who can do that. I got a property to contract, but I don't have the money, but I got a who he has the money so I can go get it from that person. Focus on the conversation. 
your skill set, the quality of your skill set and the quality of your knowledge will make that conversation more powerful. So, Brett. Profile, I don't see an Instagram. Now, that may not be a problem. You may not have to have an Instagram. But when I did click the Twitter that was connected, it says it's protected and hidden. Why are you hiding on the Internet, Brett? Uh, no, I'm actually, uh, I got that question earlier in a clubhouse that, uh, group that I was in. And, um, I, uh, I'm actually, I'm trying to revamp my, uh, my social media pages, you know, before, um, I got, you know, before I got my license, it was just kind of more like a high school or college kid uh, type of social media. Right. Right. Yeah, right. that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. And I, you but, know, but, I said Brett, that. Yes, sir. Brett, I'm sorry. I'm cutting. Yes, sir. Okay. Pleasure and pain, pleasure and pain. Gain or pain, some of the people, some of the times will make a move for a gain. Much more of the people, much more of the times will make a move to avoid pain. Brett, I can make you walk into hell with a gasoline jacket on if one of your loved ones is in there. You got to mm -hmm. go save them. But I couldn't pay you $100,000 to go in a bathroom with 10 rattlers right. with a cl and close the door for 30 minutes. You wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, because... The pain of something happening to a loved one is much greater than someone trying to get a gain. That's what people understand. You got to tap into what is the pain that someone's going through. They're in foreclosure. Mm -hmm. You're not going to focus on the foreclosure to an extent. You're going to focus on the life after foreclosure. Right. Yes, sir. That is the result of whatever your thing is. You're going to focus on that. Ma'am. It's something special about magic, magical words. You know what a magical word is? I Ima think so. Imagine this. Imagine if. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you could wake up and in two days you're out of foreclosure, you're back on your feet, and in six months your credit is restored and you're back to square one where you got good credit and you could start over with a whole new journey and you don't have to worry, you don't have to worry about losing your house. How would that make you feel? You gotta yeah. give you gotta give people hypotheticals and something to look at, but too many times we're talking. Hey, how you come about your property? Yeah, uh, how many bedrooms is it? Don't nobody want to talk about that. Right. They want to talk about the result first. Let me know how I'm gonna feel. I want to go buy a bed. True story. And I'm gonna pivot away from you. I want to go buy a bed. The salesman. I'm not saying this for clubhouse. This is a true story. I'm touching the bed right now. I'm living in my bedroom, <laughs> my bedroom in clubhouse. So the guy was like, "Oh my goodness, you know." It got this technology. He was just bragging about this bed. All I said, sir, I don't care about all that. I don't understand about that technology Springs got. I want a bed that I can get a good night's sleep on. Where's the bed I can get a good night's sleep on? I want to lay on some. Where are they? I wanted to get a good night's sleep. He wanted to sell me on the mechanics of the bed. I didn't care about that. Remember, people buy results. Does that make sense, Brett? Thoughts about you going for 30 single families? Yes, 30 because our, our goal, we're chasing alpha, chase, chasing yield, leveraging that, uh, going through, you know, obviously just trying to get the most out of our refinancing. I, um, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what. After owner fine, uh, lease to own. Uh, wait, wait, you want to buy them under lease to own options yeah. or are you going no, 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 to no. sell them? Uh, I apologize. I've been driving all day, but uh, we're all over single families. We're doing lease to own. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm confused. Wait. Wait. Let me let me make sure I'm clear. Are you saying you're gonna buy the property and you're gonna sell them on a lease lease option? Yes. Uh, lease to own. Uh, okay. Le le lease to own. But you're you're not you're not getting the lease to own them yourself, right? You're. In other words, you're you guys are gonna own the asset, right? Yes. Yes. 
Okay, I just want to be clear. Okay. Um, you know, someone who's getting uh I just had a big conversation with my attorney about this because I'm I'm aggressively getting into big multi units. So we're in a process of trying to find some that makes sense right now. You know, um hundred plus doors. I'll do I'll do fifty, I'll do twenty five because it's all about the profit. But I had a big conversation with my attorney about this because you know I'm a single family expert. And you know, they just bought hundred and sixty seven doors and they they are in it for just under seventeen million and they got a projected you know, exit at about maybe 4 million, you know, when they sell it. But of course, they got to be split up amongst a few people and it's going to be, you know, a few years down the line. So I told him, I said, if I spend 15 million on some single family residents, it will make your profit look like it's a penny if I, if I spent that much money on some single family residents. But I like it, AJ. I, I don't know what to say. I like it. But, it, you know, as long as you buy, huh? I was going to ask, uh, going for a portfolio like that, uh, what is your underwriting? We go off the, you know, the 1% rule because ultimately we're, we're going after distressed sellers. Uh, that's just our AJ, you know, I don't have a real guide and I'm going to tell you why, because it's situational. I would, I would switch up my, my, you know, let's say if I buy at a certain percent of value you know you know you hear about the 70 percent rule 60 percent all, all those things but i have to change it depending on the house because i once bought a particular property where it made no sense to buy it but two years later i made six hundred thousand off of it because it was in an area that was skyrocketing so the 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 the, the position i was in it at the time of acquisition if you underwrote the deal it didn't make sense but I had a commercial underwriter who's my buddy. He worked at a company that was called Southern Pacific Bank in California. He was one of the commercial underwriters. So this was a mixed-use building by a place called Universal Studios right off of Coanga Boulevard in um, North Hollywood. So he said, bro, you got a building by Universal Studios. You know what Universal Studios is. He was like, I don't care if it's not cash flowing. I don't care. He said all the rules change with this property. All my friends, my brother, they all said, don't buy it. He told me to buy it and I listened to him. So I think I made like a 2000%. Some, the return was insane for the amount of money I put into it. So AJ, I specialize in distressed real estate. I don't know how, how good you are. Are you like really, really good with contractors and all that type of stuff? Oh, yes. Well, ultimately my mentor is, uh, I oversee acquisitions. No, no. Let me, let me ask you one question though. Just bear, build me for a second. You personally, are you really good or, or are you learning right now? Like, are you really, really good with, with, so if I bought a, if I bought a, if you bought a thousand square foot house right now, you, AJ, could you go to the house by yourself with, with a couple guys that you put together and design it and, and turn it into a 2000 square foot house? Or do you need, do you need your mentor to help you? Uh, no, well, turn it to 2000. I have, yeah, I can, I've done that before overseeing project management, uh, yeah, that would be an issue in that regard. But doing it in a creative financing world, I'm still mastering that. Okay. Now, you know, creative financing, sometimes you, you have to get creative with the creative part of it also. Because when you think of creative financing, give the audience an example of what you think about when you think of creative financing. Uh, pulling from different short-term lenders to ultimately succeed. And if you're going out, depending, let's say, if we're following the Burr methodology, uh if you don't have the cash, pulling from fundraising, getting a 
possibly an investor here, investor here, uh, or going to a short-term lender, uh, executing on your rehab, and then going for your refinancing. That's one example. There's a lot of different ways out there. Right. So, and you said that's one of your challenges is creative, is the creative side? Uh, for me, my I'm still learning. I'm young. I'm learning. I have great people surrounding me that have been successful in it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, just keep learning. If you got mentors, just keep learning, brother. That's all I can say. The easiest to get in, I think the hardest is property management. What is the best for everyday people to get in? I like what you said, acquisitions. 100%. Ownership. You mean ownership, right? Yes, of course. If you're talking about whether you're acting as a real estate agent, wholesaling, whatever your role in role is within the ecosystem. I got you. I got you. And I agree with you. I agree with you. Acquisitions. But my advice to you is listen to your mentor and practice, 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 practice. Thousand, you may be able to get it discounted. So your 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 equity comes into getting a discounted note. Correct. Right. Can you purchase them from the banks? directly um no you're you're not going to be able to go to a bank you as an individual are not going to be able to go to a bank now a big old institution that got billions of dollars they may be able to but uh you're not going to be able to go to some big bank and say hey i'm xavier um i want to i want to cherry pick a deal from you but um you know there's another way you can do it you can become a lender yourself on some properties you ever thought about that yeah actually i we have yes so, so you can do that because, you know, if you try to focus on the way you're saying, you know, you're going to burn a lot of calories and you might not find that note that right. you're looking for. And you can cherry pick which house you, you, you do funding on. You can say, oh, I want the perfect property. I like that one. And if they default, it doesn't matter because that's a great asset. It doesn't matter if they default. Right. When, I do, when I do loans for people, I don't care if they, they, they don't pay. You don't have to pay me because I'm going to be good to go. I'm going to get extra interest. I'm going to get late payments. I'm going to get all kinds of extra fees because, and it's going to enable me to have a conversation with you about buying a property. I'm only going to lend on a property that I want to own. I'm not going to lend on a property I don't want to own. Right. I don't care how, and it's not credit driven. See, because the problem is when you start trying to lend your own money and you make it credit driven, you might accidentally go too high of a loan to value. Mm. Mm. Didn't think about that, did you? No, that's good. I like it. Yeah, so, you know, all these banks, you know, oh, we'll do 90%, you know, whatever, but you got to have great credit. What do you care about the credit for? Right. If, they got a, if they got a house that's worth 500000 and you you only going to be in the property for 30%, what do you care what their credit is? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> be, 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 because if they default, if they default, you're going to get all kinds of extra money. Your little 10% interest rate, by the time you're done, you're going to realize about 14 15% when all the smoke clears. And you got somebody you're going to be able to market to because you're going to know, you're going to start having a conversation with them before you even put them in a default. You go, Hey, how are you doing, Bob? Hey, I see, are you okay? I see you missed your last payment. You're a little late. Is everything okay over there? Just let you know I'm here for you. <laughs> you never thought about that. Did you? Exactly. Yeah. You see, you came up today. You came up. So I'd like to have a conversation with you. If you got some, if you have some capital, and you're trying to invest, whenever somebody comes to my stage and they have capital, I like to have a conversation with them. No, we capital, Jerry. We got to get together. Well, you, if you can click on my real estate and everything's finished with. So what type of team members you bring on to your team in real estate? Because they say you got to have a team with you. So I'm wondering what type of team you should bring on with you. Because they say 
sometimes family members ain't the good way to bring it. So what type of people should you bring with you? you what I call your starting five. Your starting five. Do you have a pen? Do you have a pen, my brother? Yes, sir. That's why I have my notebook right now waiting for you to. Oh, so you you just knew I was gonna I was gonna give you something you gotta put in your notebook, huh? Okay. Okay, the first person is the first team member you're gonna have on your list is gonna be a real estate agent. Okay. First team member is gonna be a real estate agent. Okay, so you're gonna need a real estate agent because if you're buying in a particular area, there's gonna be some things that you don't know. I'm not saying you gotta use a real estate agent to find you a deal, but they're gonna be a resource to you. Mr. Real Estate Agent. I'm thinking about buying in this area. What do you think about it? Can you kind of give me the temperature and the behavior of this market? What is the average DOM in this area? Days on the market for that particular property. How is it moving? Is there anything special going on? Do you know anything about if there's a rail, new railroad or metro coming? What data do you have in this area that you can probably share with me? Get a real estate agent. Make them your friend. More than one, of course, but I'm just giving you some team members, okay? If you're doing it in other states where you're going to do it virtual, Find your real estate agent in whatever that market is. You're going to do it virtual. That's number one. Number two is going to be an escrow officer. If you're in an escrow state, you're going to get an escrow officer. There's many things escrow officers can help you with. A lot of times people talk about cash buyers and investors, hard money lenders. Nobody knows more hard money lenders than an escrow officer. You got to mute your mic, somebody. So you're going to escrow officer. Okay. Number three, somebody got to mute their mic. Number three is going to be a title company sales rep if you're in a title company state. You can get a title company sales rep. That's number three. There's unbelievable things that a title company sales rep can do for you, but it's not enough time to go into that. Number four is going to be a funding source. You got to find some type of funding source, somebody that has the capital or the cash to lend you money on whatever that property is. If you're a wholesaler, your funding source is going to be your cash buyers. Okay. When a, when a, when a, NBA team is putting together, getting ready for a season. They make sure they have their starting five. Don't go out there trying to do real estate without having your starting five. So I just gave you the fourth player in your starting five. Now I'm going to give you the fifth. The fifth is going to be your contractor handyman. You are not qualified to analyze a deal if you do not know how to analyze the rehab that the property needs. So you're going to need some type of contractor handyman that's on your team. Not just some guy with a big truck with the white thing on the side saying Bob's building emporium. Not that guy. Somebody, unless Bob is cool with you, somebody that you could really have a conversation with that's there to help you understand, you know, the 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 law, you know, the the land, the law of the land with that property. Okay, so every basketball team has what's called a sixth man. So you got the starting five, then you got a sixth man. The sixth man is going to be a trusted advisor, your mentor. Christian, you said you had a pen and you said you was writing them down. Can you unmute your mic and repeat the starting five that I just gave you? First one, um, real estate agent. Second one, escrow officer. Third one, title company rep. Fourth one, finding source. Funding. Cash funding, buyer. Funding source. Oh, finding. Funding. Funding. F-U-N-D. Money. Funding, your, okay. your money. The money man. Funding source. The lender. The money man. The person with about $100,000 under, under their pillow. Fifth man, contractor, handyman. They know the land and the law. And six man, trusted advisor. Slash construction manager for, for a general contracting company and has recently opened my own as an LLC. Uh, I'm, the plan is to go after this FHA loan and buy a four flat under property. Uh, my question now is because I have an LLC contracting company, I, I want to do the work myself and I'm fully capable of doing it since I've 
I've done, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I've done work, you know, from ranging from five to a hundred million with the company I'm with right now. Uh, the question now is if I'm going after this with the LLC I own, it, it, is it, I'm thinking of a loophole of baking in uh, additional funds is, is kind of a, a contingency fund for the property itself into the build and, and taking it out through the LLC just to put it back into escrow. So if a property if a property can sell for a hundred thousand or you buy it for a hundred, you may say a hundred and ten, so you can get that little extra at the end. If if a property can sell for a hundred thousand and the renovation cost is a hundred thousand, uh, the the company I own will charge a hundred and twenty thousand, and I'll take exactly. twenty thousand and back. Exactly. Yeah. Them. Exactly. So yeah. 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 You know that's what I just said, right? <laughs> oh, sorry about that. No, it's okay. But I, I said one ten. You said one twenty. I was just using an example of ten thousand. Yeah. But um. So, so I'm okay with that. What's your question? Oh, I, I, I used to do that a lot. Ah, smooth. No, that, that was, that was pretty much it. I, I didn't know if that was, uh, how do you say it? How, how that's something the, the, the contract well, budget would be, how, how the, the, the lender would get into or, or, uh, pick oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, slow down now, slow down. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is a problem because it's not done as simply as you're making, as, as you're saying. Exactly. No, no, no. When when you do it, no one's going to know that. But the, that's a. I can. I'm listen. It's it's nothing wrong with it. But if I just talk about it right now, there's going to be somebody in the audience that knows a little bit about real estate, and they're going to think I'm saying something inaccurate. But it's just because they don't know that I know how to do it, where it's not a problem. You know, I I could literally tell my lender what I'm going to do, and he'll say, "Okay, Jerry, whatever you got to do, make the deal work." You know, because the whole thing is this, my brother. If I buy a property from you. If I buy a property from you for $500,000, okay, and if our agreement is you're going to give me $50,000 after I buy your property from me, and I got that in agreement, you can do that. There's no law that says someone can't give you money back after you buy their house. Now, when you know how to get creative with it and do it in the proper way with the proper paperwork, it's done all the time. I can't tell you how many times I've bought houses and uh, I'll close and I'll get $150,000 back a week later. I cannot tell you how many times I've done that, bro. But I don't talk about that on Clubhouse because it's too complex and it will really confuse people. That be like, and it will be somebody say they don't agree with it. But so I just, I just save my firepower for the for the people as part of my system. Got it. But Got it. hey, I can tell you one thing though. Guess what you're doing? You're thinking about certain things, and because you're thinking about those things, it's going to start to you know get formed in your mind a lot. And it's going to start to form your personality because that thought is going to start to become a habit if you keep thinking about it. And then you start taking action towards that and you're going to be doing so many damn deals like that. So congratulations to you, bro. Keep thinking the way you're thinking. And eventually the skill is going to catch up with the thoughts. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. You know, I uh, was doing wholesaling part-time, right? But I had a, a VA doing that for me uh, overseas in the Philippines. But I want to say this, though. Do you believe that Florida, um, Texas, Arizona, maybe Atlanta are the three or four markets that uh, an individual would uh, definitely uh, shop for when looking for a property? What would you say? I'm in Florida too, Jim. I'll be in Florida on the um, 13th and I'm going out anywhere where homes are owned by people. Is a good market because you can make it work in Alaska. Does it really matter as long as it's, it's, it's a home in an area where the properties can sell? I mean, somebody somebody will buy a, a igloo 
if you get the right price and if somebody needs that that igloo. So to answer your question, brother, it, it, listen, I'm not sure exactly where you were going with it, but I would I would say that any area is good as long as you're good. Does that make sense? Because the person is not winning in any particular market is because they don't have a winning system. So any market you could win in, uh, as is that is that a good answer for what you're asking me? Nah, you you answered that the right way, bro. It was somewhat of a trick question, but at the end of the day, it was a question. But you you answered yeah, because there's a saying where they say you got real estate, then you got California real estate. You got competitive markets, then you got California. So um, Arizona, don't come close. Texas, that's not even a, that's an afterthought. There's not even a conversation about Texas being nowhere near California with competitiveness. Uh, Atlanta, come on, now, that's like a playground compared to California as far as competitiveness. Um, uh, Florida, we're more competitive. We're, we're in the, probably, you know, they say California got more, it's like a damn country as far as the money that California has. Like they say, they, when we were dealing with that stuff with Trump, when the governor was beefing with him, they was like, California don't need no government help. They so big. So much money, I mean. It's, bro, you know what our average median price home is right now? What is it? What y'all like? What? 816000 for our median price home. 800000 Almost a million dollars, bro. So these houses, huh? No, I was just um, going to say, they said if California broke off to its own nation, it will be the fourth largest nation in terms of capital as far as money is concerned. Yes. If, if it's adult nation, it will be the fourth largest as far as capital. People do not understand how powerful California is, but they talk about how bad our taxes are. But guess what, S? You could accidentally make $150,000 on, on one little single family out here. Every single family you buy, you're going to see at least hundred grand. Well, you know, in the in the parts of California, Correct. Southern California, so, you know what I'm saying? Not not like, you know, uh, Bakersfield and all that stuff. But um, I like the competitive uh, markets. S. I like everything competitive because it makes me work harder. It makes me practice. Then when I go to Seattle, I'm in Seattle now. I'm about to start buying in Texas. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be so easy. Did you have another question, though, brother? One up as well. Um, I just bought a property uh, last year. It was uh, three thirteen, and now it's worth uh, four seventy six, and it's still going up. Um, so I, I I don't know where the market is going at right now, but I would definitely say that there's going to be a market correction, and I don't think that there's going to be a market crash. You know, and I, I think people get that mixed up. So um, I definitely think everything's going to balance itself out. So I get some who's like you. That's all it is. Every you, you guys are witnessing the right now stage. Meet you some who's. Now he knows that area really really well i don't but because i know him now hey hey ask what do you think about this man i got this good deal nah jerry why oh man because you know they got a prison right around the corner they didn't tell you about that you know what i mean so it's it's all kinds of things so appreciate you my brother i'm looking forward to connecting with you basically once you're in a contract you can still like three there's three opportunities i realize the home inspection is one but Beyond that, before escrow, that you could continue to reduce the price. And the second part of that is, do you write the contracts yourself or do you have an attorney write them up? What do you do with that? I'm not in an attorney state, but um, I, write, I, write the, I write the contracts myself. If I was in an attorney state, I still would write the contracts myself. And I, I'm going to say this, okay? When I'm dealing with off-market real estate, I'm talking about off-market real estate. I'm going to give you an example. 
<laughs> it's just so crazy. I, I got to be careful of the, the, the examples I give because it's going to go over so many people's heads when I tell the truth, Julie. Well, you know why I ask? Because I feel like I don't even need a real estate license anymore. I, I really feel like that. But can Yeah, they're, they're, one would say with traditional real estate talk, you have certain things that's contingent on this. Okay, so if you buy a, uh, if you have a, Home inspection, five day for home inspection. Maybe I mean five day, seven day, whatever the day it is. You know you can, you know, come back with whatever this is. If you have a loan contingency and you couldn't get the loan or it didn't appraise, whatever you have a twelve day or fourteen day loan contingency, whatever it is, I don't pay attention to that stuff because all I do is I make sure I know what I want and I know how to put a person in receiving mode of what I want to talk to them about. It's a conversation because you have a contingency. Like I got a seven day physical inspection. So I got seven days to do an inspection to this property. So I do the inspection on day number three. Oh, I found all kinds of stuff. The seller didn't, didn't mention to me, but what does it matter what they mentioned to you? Because you're talking about an off market deal. You're not expecting them to, to, they're not being represented by a real estate agent. We are talking about off-market deals, right, Julie? So I'm not going around direction. Are we talking about off-market deals? Yes, because I want to. I want to do off-market deals, and and okay. I just yeah, follow, I'm just trying to figure that. Okay, follow me for one second. So we're talking about off-market deals, okay? And Julie, I'm going to jump on that call with Credit Goddess, and um, I was planning on still having a quick little. I want to see where you guys are at. Even though you're going to talk about the credit stuff, I'm still going to get on. And do a little roundup and make sure you guys are okay. So you can ask more questions on that day, on Saturday also. But here's the thing, or on whatever day, we'll, we'll talk about it, Julie. Here's the thing. Um, when you have a physical inspection, one tries to think like, oh, I'm going to use that as my bait to use that to get a reduction. That doesn't mean you're going to get a reduction just because you, you know, what, find something. That don't mean they're going to agree. Because something that you think is a big deal may not be a big deal to them. So, oh, oh ma'am, I found a crack in the wall right here. So what do you want, a, a $80 price reduction to fix that crack? Or what, $300 to paint one wall? No, you're trying to get significant price reductions if that's what you want. So you just have to go into it knowing what it is you want up front. So what I recommend, Julie, is, well, then again, I can't say I recommend that because I got to tell the truth. I've given offers before where I know once I get them, and, you know, under contract, I know I'm going to hit them with a price reduction. I have done that. And for the most part, most people agree. But these are usually distressed homes where it's easier to motivate them to agree. So to answer your question, Julie, to answer your question, you do want to negotiate before your contingencies is up. Because once your contingencies is up, you're at risk of losing your earnest money deposit. But I'm going to say something. I'm going to go another step further. And I don't know if I got anybody or if I got some real investors on this stage. I can't tell you the last time I gave an earnest money deposit in any house I bought recently because I closed so fast. I like, what? OK, here's a five thousand earnest money. I'm going to open escrow. I, I, maybe that's too advanced for me to talk about that. But if I go to a client tomorrow and if I'm going to buy the property, of course, you got to give my earnest money deposit. But I'm saying normally I move so fast. That I'm like, boom, 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 boom. I'm getting it done. But let me not, let me, let me take that back, Julie. I can't say that. Because you got to have offer, consideration, and acceptance. So make sure, because I got to make sure. Somebody say, Jerry said so you don't need to put, a, to put a deposit. No, you can put a deposit in. Just don't put a big deposit. 
Just don't put a big deposit. But I do so many creative things that it kind of works out a little different for me. But make sure you follow the the rules you're supposed to follow. Did, did, did that make sense though, Julie? Um, or 10-day. Try to renegotiate during that 7 or 10-day. But do not come on this stage thinking that because you got a 7 or 10-day contingency that you're going to get that reduction. It's going to be how you frame why you want that reduction and you make it make sense. Right. right. Then I probably, I, I would still bet it and then make sure there wasn't anything major that I really cared about. But maybe I couldn't get them at the number I needed going into it. Then maybe perhaps I could do a little bit more negotiating. I, I get it. I totally get it. Let's not call it negotiating. Let's call it a conversation or a discussion. So everybody, your documents that you guys call contracts, let's not call them contracts the way that sounds too technical. Nobody wants to get under contract. Let's call it let's call it a discussion document. Contracts don't sign themselves without a discussion. So let's call them a discussion document. Ma'am, I want to present this to you. What is it? Oh, it's a discussion document. What's a discussion document? Well, some people call it a contract, but in order for us to sign it and fill it out, we have to have a discussion first. So I want to have a discussion with you, and through that discussion, I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I'm going to make a few recommendations of what I think we could do. And hopefully we can come to some mutually agreeable terms. And at that point, I just want one thing from you. And that's a decision. Go talk to somebody like that. It's it's going to blow their damn mind because nobody else talks like that. No real estate agent or investors talk like that. I made all that up. So if your friends say, oh, I talk just like that. No, they don't. (laughs) Ice, 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 ice informational the eyes for informational you're going to listen to get information from your opponent let's call your client your opponent the eyes to get information the c is a critical listener you're going to listen to be critical get critical data that you use against your opponent later and the e is the most important part empathetic you're going to be an empathetic listener you're going to put them into that empathetic mode that therapeutic mode with some questions before we go too deep into your property I got to ask you a couple questions because I just want to make sure you're okay because you, you never know where somebody's at during this time of COVID. Are you okay? You know, how, how's the family? Is everything okay? Watch the data they give you. Oh, my auntie caught it. What do you think happens when you ask somebody about something they're interested in? It creates a conversation that creates engagement. Once you start to engage, that's how you create that rapport. So everybody in my closing got to say this. Let's engage and be professional rapport makers and from everybody else. <laughs> so here's the thing, and I need everybody in the audience to hear, hear what I'm about to say. I don't know what I'm about to say because I'm going to freestyle. But real estate is complex. We want to be different. We want to be different. When you do something like what you're doing, how many people do you think have that same setup and have access to those same templates? How many of those homeowners do you think are getting similar to the same things that you're getting? You got to switch the game up. You got to be completely different. My coach used to say, Jerry started off with a jab, jab, cross, hook. That's the customary jab, cross, hook. I will get in there and start off with a cross, uppercut, or a kick. They say, do everything off the jab. No, that's what everybody else is doing. I want to be different. It made me undefeated. As an amateur, I was undefeated because I came with a completely different style. Tanea. I need you to come with a completely different style. You got to learn how to create your own conversation. When you write text or words on a text message, that's a conversation. When you write words 
on a postcard, that's a conversation. When you get on the phone with someone, that's a conversation. Depending on the skill and the quality of your conversation will determine the results that you get. That conversation is the cause. The results is going to be the effect. You are going to be spinning your wheels, burning a bunch of calories, and it's going to be very difficult for you to get a deal. I know that's cute. All these people talk about all this. They do all this tech tech. That's cool. That's cool. But how do you think you're going to get very large paydays? You're not going to get very large paydays with templated text. You can do anything over and over and over and over and over. Of course, you'll eventually stumble across a deal. But how about having a system in place where you could do much less? Tanea, much less. I'm going to tell you another secret. I'm going to tell you another secret, okay? I'm going to give you another secret. I'm going to share it with you right now. Here's a secret. When people give all these leads, when people talk about leads... And they do all this stacking, okay? They do all this stacking and they they looking for foreclosures. They're looking for pre-probates. They're looking for whatever. What I want you to do is I want you to find a grid. Find a zip code. There's a particular zip code that you want to focus on that you know this is a cool area. You know what I'm talking about, Tania. You know there's a certain neighborhood you like, right? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what I want you to do is pick a three-mile radius. And blanket that three-mile radius with your Tanea marketing, with your Tanea marketing. You're going to send a set of postcards. You're going to do some skip tracing. You're going to get some type of database to let you know who those sellers are. I mean, I'm sorry, not sellers, who the homeowners are. If you're in a title company state, are you in a title company state? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Why are you making it so easy for me? (laughs) If you're in a title company state, you can call your title company sales rep. Or you can get a title company sales rep and you can get a list of people who've owned their homes 10 years and prior. So many of this is 2020. Get people. Well, the market is so hot. You can go 2015 and before. But let's just say 2010 and before. So what that means, you're not going to get people that just bought their house two years ago or a year ago because most likely they don't want to sell. Somebody bought their house a year ago, probably don't want to sell and they probably don't have a bunch of equity. You're going to want people to go 10 years and before. And you just go to market to them. Every zip code, there's somebody's in foreclosure. Every zip code, there's somebody lost a loved one. Every zip code, there's somebody has a, uh, 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 some type of problem. But what we're doing is we're trying to fish for every perfect lead when sometimes we can create our own leads. Don't get me wrong. I do exactly what you do. But I'm going to tell you something I never, ever, ever do. I don't skip track. I don't do all that. I don't do a bunch of all that. I don't have time for all that. Does that help you what I'm trying to say, Tanea? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. I'm just jotting my notes down here. I need yeah, that I, template is bad. Just like you say, Jerry, that template stuff, especially on the one you just named, that's everybody's using that same template, the same old stuff. You don't want to sound like them people. I need you I need you to practice, Tanea, I need you to practice speaking. And I'm gonna say this. When you come to a clubhouse stage, use us. Use us for practice. Act okay. like act like we are your customers. So, hey, Jerry, how you doing, Jerry? Oh, what's up? This is Tanea. I got a question for you. Um, I'm out here looking. I'm going to tell y'all, that's how y'all got to start talking on the stage. Tanea, is it okay if I use your Do I have your permission? Because I don't want you to think I'm picking on you with that. Yes, it's fine. Okay. Y'all voice inflection. 
y'all pitch, y'all delivery, practice. Practice makes perfect or perfect practice makes perfect. So I hope that helps you, Tania. Yeah, it is. That is some powerful stuff. And everybody wants mm-hmm. to do texting mm-hmm. only, too. I think that's a huge problem, just the text, because it's the easiest. And we don't have to talk to nobody. And they'll just write back, leave me alone. Or, yeah, I'm interested. What's your offer? That's so easy that everybody's doing it. So we don't just text. We want to text, voicemail, and call. The call is so important. When you get on the phone with them, you can read their vibe. You can ask them other questions. You can start that conversation. You don't know where it's going to go. I know a lot of people are afraid to get on that phone, but that's where the bread and butter is made in this business. Conversations, like Jerry always says. I want to do something different one more time. I'm going to I'm going to ask some more people if y'all mm-hmm. can raise your hand. I've never done this before. I've never I've never invited. I want to do a little bit more popcorn. So I'm going to ask more people to come to the stage. I, I got a couple quick questions for you. Okay, just really really quick. Yes, and sir. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. We're going to do. Um, did you say you're a real estate agent in Atlanta? Yes, sir. So, do you want to get a skill set for to to make you a uh, more effective real estate agent? Yes, sir. Is it involving um, investments, or primarily you want to be a better realtor? Uh, I guess a little bit of both, and, and you know, primarily why? Obviously, I'm starting out being yeah, a realtor. There, so there I you go. That. You're not playing the game, right? You're not playing the game. Right. right. Oh my bad. My bad. <laughs> you, you cheated. You cheated, Brett. My bad. My bad. <laughs> All right. So look, look. One second. Let me sip some water. One second. Mm. Okay, so Brett, here here's the other part the part of the question. Pick two challenges that you have right now that you feel is stopping you from being an effective real estate agent in Atlanta. Uh, social presence, and uh, I would say sphere of influence, probably. Okay, per- perfect, perfect, perfect. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you know how to communicate very effectively, if that's mm-hmm. grammatically correct, yeah, you could almost not even know what you're selling and still sell it. Okay. The way to get anybody to do anything is to make them want to do it. The way to get somebody to want to do something is to, is to, is to give them what they want. The problem is, Brett, we are being trained. You, you hear it about high school and college. How many times do you hear, oh, you go to college, you get this degree, and you didn't use none of it in real life? Right. So you go to real estate school, you go, you, you take all these tests, then you get in this brokerage, and they give you a mentor, they give you all this stuff, they want 40% of your commission, they teach you so much stuff, but most of the stuff is designed at protecting that company's brand and their integrity and keeping themselves out of trouble. What mm-hmm. is a comparative market analysis? Boom, they want to make sure you got that right. How many deals we've done from here to Dubai? We're the biggest company, et cetera, et cetera. All of this stuff. But who's telling us how to master human beings? You want to optimize your website, right? You know what optimizing yep. a website means, right? Yes, sir. To get highest and best use out of a website, right? Right. Did your broker tell you to optimize your mind? Does your broker say we got the highest and best use out of your mind? When you sell a property, you want highest and best use from that property. What about the highest and best use of your mind? Now that we mastered your mind, you've mastered in a way that you went to a whole nother level. You went to a whole nother dimension. When you start to really truly master self, we spend so much money on so many things, mm-hmm. on so much marketing, this incredible website, this incredible landing page, this incredible app. But we don't first 
master our own mindset and our thought processes and things like that. When you right. master that, like you said, how I eloquently diffused that guy mm-hmm. is because I've studied this stuff. Right. Even though he was a difficult one. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but Brett, when you learn that, you mm-hmm. start to understand that you're so skilled, but you may be too skilled, but you're skilled enough to know that even though you're talking good, they may not be in a place to receive what you're talking about. Right. Yes, sir. So therefore, you're walking away from the sale thinking you didn't get a sale. But the problem is you didn't put them in sale mode yet mm-hmm. because they have a mental block up. Right. They know what they want. And Brett is talking about what he can give them. But Brett isn't first having that proper conversation with him. So, mm-hmm. Brett, we're going to play a quick game. OK. All right. So, Brett. I won't cheat this time. You can't cheat. You can't cheat because I'm a professional pivoter. Yep, let's do it. So you got this property. You're a real estate. You're you're, you're, you're a seller in Atlanta. You got this nice property. And I'm coming there as a real estate agent, and I want to list the property. Okay. So, Mr. Brett, uh, first of all, Mr. Brett, I appreciate you even giving me the opportunity to have a conversation with you about your beautiful house. But, Mr. Brett. Before we go any further, I got a coach named Jerry, and he he tells me to make sure I don't burn too many calories when I have a conversation. (laughs) So if it's okay with you, I'd I'd like to have a quick conversation with you. Okay. And after that conversation, all I'm going to ask you to do, all I'm going to do during that conversation is make a couple recommendations. Okay. After I make those recommendations, Mr. Brett, I just want one thing from you. Yes, sir. I just want a decision. That's it. I don't want to talk about contracts. I don't want to talk about nothing, but recommendations and a decision but before we go any further mr brett i want to say this to you as you know you know when we get any type of agreement 30 day 45 days it's going to be like some type of marriage you know Mm -hmm. and when you get into escrow i don't know if uh, anybody's ever told you this mr uh mr brett but once Mm -hmm. you get under a contract with a buyer they have what's called equitable interest so it's Mm -hmm. almost like they it's like a marriage Okay, and the only way to dissolve that marriage is through mutual consent, both signatures, etc. So my goal is this. I don't want to get you an escrow. I don't want to get you married to somebody that you can't stand. (laughs) I want to make sure that you love this person, that y'all have the most happy relationship. So let's make sure we find the perfect marriage for you. So let's do this, Mr. Brett. This is my question for you. Okay. if you could pick two or three things, that's the most important things that you like to see during the sales process of you selling your property. What would those two or three things be, Mr. Brett? The the two or three things that, what was the that, question? I'm sorry. If you can pick two or three things, let's say if you can design the perfect sale for your property and you're going to design it with three options or three things. Well, I apologize for not get, making myself more clear, Mr. Brett. No, Let you're get, fine. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, you can play along. I'm, 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 I'm role playing. No, I apologize <laughs> if I, I didn't make myself clear, Mr. Brett. What I'm basically saying is this. Let me give you an example of what I mean. I had a seller that was in a situation that was a lot like you. They had a nice house like this in Atlanta. They had five acres, but they had an RV in a the lot. They had a little, these little jet skis. They had all this stuff, and they were relocating to Texas. They wanted a quick sale, but they knew that they didn't have time to get all their stuff out, so they wanted to be able to utilize the garage for another 30 days after closing. So that was an example of something that was important to them that they want to see during the closing. So we put that in the contract where the buyers allowed them to keep their jet skis in the garage for 30 days. So that's what I mean when I say an example, Mr. Uh, Brett. Okay. So Mr. Brett, if you can pick two or three things that's the most important thing that you'd like to see, and I'm going to make sure I deliver that 
in a nice red box with a red bow, warm and fuzzy to your doorstep. What would that be, Mr. Brett? Well, I'd like to have a pool and a three-car garage to keep my jet skis in there. No, not you buying a property. I'm saying you're. Sell- mm-hmm. I'm acting like you're, you're like you're, you're selling the property, Brett. Like I'm trying to sign you for a listing agreement. So, so I'm trying to sign. I'm trying to get you under contract to list your house, Brett. So, okay. I, so what I'm saying is, okay, I'm playing Jerry on. Clubhouse sorry, Wilson. sorry, sorry if I'm confused. I, I just, I, I haven't, I haven't listed anything or anything at all. I'm like, I'm like one weekend to. Oh, okay. So what I'm doing when I role playing with you? Yes, n- sir. Now, now, now we pause in the game so I can make sure you understand. Mm-hmm. Find out what they want, and okay. give them what they want. Right. Don't talk about your company and brag about your company. Yes, Don't sir. talk about all these houses y'all sold from here to there. Literally just go to somebody and say, hey, Mr. Seller, how you, Mr. Client, how you doing? My name is Brett. Okay, good. I'm with ABC Real Estate, whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to do something a little different with you, Mr. Mr. Seller, that you've probably never seen before or heard before from another realtor. What's that? I want to have a conversation with you about your property and strictly what you want. What do you want, Mr. Seller? What would you like to see? And I'm going to make sure I frame that and, and, and find the perfect buyer to match exactly what it is you want. Do you, follow, do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm following you. Absolutely. Do, but you see, that's that's a lot different than what these real estate companies are doing to teach these people to say to these people. Mm-hmm. So you're going to make it all about, you're not going to talk about anything except what's going on in their life. Yes, we, sir. Have, we have something right now called a pandemic. So I want you to start all of your conversations with first making sure everybody's okay, the loved ones. Mm-hmm. First of all, before we get started, how are you doing? Are you, are you okay during these COVID times? Right. Guess what happens when you do that? They let you know. If, they, they let you know if they're okay, if they're not okay. Right. I did that with a lady. After I got done talking to her, she started crying because mm-hmm. she started telling me about the hard times she was having during COVID. Right. So I made sure I framed my products and services around her hard times because she told me what the hard times were because I gave her a series of questions. Mm-hmm. Does that seem like it help you, Brett? Yes, sir. That was. I don't care what you don't have in your arsenal. All you need is a couple who's that have it in their arsenal. When you have the right conversation, you can guide that person to some of your who's. Who can do this? Who can do that? I got a property to contract, but I don't have the money. But I got a who. He has the money. So I can go get it from that person. Focus on the conversation. Your skill set, the quality of your skill set, and the quality of your knowledge will make that conversation more powerful. So, Brett. Profile, I don't see an Instagram. Now, that may not be a problem. You may not have to have an Instagram. But when I did click the Twitter that was connected, it says it's protected and hidden. Why are you hiding on the Internet, Brett? Uh, no, I'm actually, uh, I got that question earlier in a clubhouse that, uh, group that I was in. And um, I, uh, I'm actually, I'm trying to revamp my, uh, my social media pages, you know, before um, I got, you know, before I got my license, it was just kind of more like a high school or college kid uh, type of social media. Right. Right. Yeah, right. that's, that's exactly wrong. what I'm trying to do. And I, but, you know, but, I said Brett, that. Yes, sir. Brett, I'm sorry. I'm coming. Yes, sir. Okay. Pleasure and pain, pleasure and pain, gain or pain. Some of the people, some of the times will make a move for a gain. Much more of the people, much more of the times will make a move to avoid pain. Brett, I can make you walk into hell with a gasoline jacket on if one of your loved ones is in there. You got to mm-hmm. go save them. But I couldn't pay you $100,000 to go in a bathroom with 10 rattlers. 
Right. With a cl- and close the door for 30 minutes. You wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the pain of something happening to a loved one is much greater than someone trying to get a gain. That's what people understand. You got to tap into what is the pain that someone's going through. They're in foreclosure. Mm-hmm. You're not going to focus on the foreclosure to an extent. You're going to focus on the life after foreclosure. Right. Yes, sir. That is the result of whatever your thing is. You're going to focus on that. Ma'am, is something special about magic, magical words. You know what a magical word is? I Ima- think so. Imagine this. Imagine if. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you could wake up and in two days you're out of foreclosure, you're back on your feet, and in six months your credit is restored and you're back to square one where you got good credit and you could start over with a whole new journey and you don't have to worry you don't have to worry about losing your house. How would that make you feel? You gotta yeah. give you gotta give people hypotheticals and something to look at. But too many times we're talking, hey, how you coming about your property? Yeah, uh, how many bedrooms is it? Don't nobody want to talk about that. Right. They want to talk about the result first. Let me know how I'm going to feel. I want to go buy a bed. True story. And I'm going to pivot away from you. I want to go buy a bed. The salesman, I'm not saying this for Clubhouse. This is a true story. I'm touching the bed right now. I'm living in my bedroom. <laughs> my bedroom on Clubhouse. So the guy was like, oh my goodness. You know, it, it got this technology. He was just bragging about this bed. on I said, sir, I don't care about all that. I don't understand about that technology Springs got. I want a bed that I can get a good night's sleep on. Where's the bed I can get a good night's sleep on? I want to lay on some. Where are they? I wanted to get a good night's sleep. He wanted to sell me on the mechanics of the bed. I didn't care about that. Remember, people buy results. D- does that make sense, Brett? Thoughts about you going for 30 single families? Yes, 30 Because our, our goal, we're chasing alpha, chase, chasing yield, leveraging that, uh, going through, you know, obviously, just trying to get the most out of our refinancing. I, I'm going um, to tell you what I after owner find uh lease to own uh, wait wait you want to buy them under lease to own options yeah. or are you going to no, no, you're no, going no. to sell them uh i apologize i've been driving all day but uh we're all over single families we're doing lease to own uh, okay okay I'm, I'm confused wait wait let me let me make sure i'm clear are you saying you're going to buy the property and you're going to sell them on a lease lease option yes uh lease to own uh, okay, le- le- lease to own, but you're, you're not you're not getting the lease to own them yourself, right? You're, in other words, you're you guys are going to own the asset, right? Yes, yes. Okay, I just want to be clear. Okay, um, you know, someone who's getting, uh, I just had a big conversation with my attorney about this because I'm I'm aggressively getting into big multi units, so we're in a process of trying to find some that makes sense right now. You know, um, hundred plus doors. I'll do I'll do fifty. I'll do twenty five because it's all about the profit. But I had a big conversation with my attorney about this because, you know, I'm a single family expert and, you know, they just bought 167 doors and they they are in it for just under 17 million. And they got a projected, you know, exit at about maybe four million, you know, when they sell it. But of course, they got to be split up amongst a few people and it's going to be, you know, a few years down the line. So I told him, I said, if I spend 15 million on some single family residents, it will make your profit look like it's a penny. If I if I spent that much money in some single family residence, but I like it, AJ. I I, I don't know what to say. I like it, but it, you know, okay. as long as you buy, it, huh? I was gonna ask. Uh, going for a portfolio like that, uh, what is your underwriting? We go off the you know the one percent rule because ultimately we're we're going after distressed sellers. Uh, that's just our. AJ, you know, 
I don't have a real guide, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because it's situational. I would I would switch up my my you know let's say if I buy a certain percent mm-hmm. of value you know you know you hear about the seventy percent rule sixty percent all all those things, but I have to change it depending on the house. Because I once bought a particular property where it made no sense to buy it, but two years later I made six hundred thousand off of it because it was in an area that was skyrocketing. So the 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 position I was in it at the time of acquisition, if you underwrote the deal, it didn't make sense. But I had a commercial underwriter who's my buddy. He worked at a company that was called Southern Pacific Bank in California. He was one of the commercial underwriters. So this was a mixed-use building by a place called Universal Studios right off of Coanga Boulevard in um, North Hollywood. So he said, bro, you got a building by Universal Studios. You know what Universal Studios is. He was like, I don't care if it's not cash flowing. I don't care. He said, all the rules change with this property. All my friends, my brother, they all said, don't buy it. He told me to buy it and I listened to him. So I think I made like a 2,000%. Some The return was insane for the amount of money I put into it. So AJ, I, I specialize in distressed real estate. I don't know how, how good you are. Are you like really, really good with contractors and all that type of stuff? Oh, yes. Well, ultimately my mentor is uh, I oversee acquisitions. No, no. Let me, let me ask you one question though. Just bear, build me for a second. You personally, are you really good or are you learning right now? Like, are you really, really good with, with, so if I bought a, if I bought a, if you bought a thousand square foot house right now, you, AJ, could you go to the house by yourself with, with a couple guys that you put together and design it and, and turn into a 2000 square foot house? Or do you need, do you need your mentor to help you? Uh, no, we'll turn it to 2000. I have, yeah, I can, I've done that before overseeing project management, uh, yeah, that would be an issue in that regard. But doing it in a creative financing world, I'm still mastering that. Okay. Now, you know, creative financing, sometimes you, you have to get creative with the creative part of it also. Because when you think of creative financing, give the audience an example of what you think about when you think of creative financing. Uh, pulling from different short-term lenders to ultimately succeed. And if you're going out, depending, let's say, if we're following the Burr methodology, uh if you don't have the cash, pulling from fundraising, getting a possibly investor here, investor here, uh, or going to a short-term lender, uh, executing on your rehab, and then going for your refinancing. That's one example. There's a lot of different ways out there. Right. So, and you said that's one of your challenges is creative is the creative side? Uh, for me, my I'm still learning. I'm young. I'm learning. I have great people surrounding me that have been successful in it okay okay yeah well just keep learning if you got mentors just keep learning bro that's all i can say the easiest to get in i think the hardest is property management what is the best for everyday people to get in i like what you said acquisitions 100 percent ownership you mean ownership right yeah well yes of course if you're talking about whether you're acting as a real estate agent wholesaling whatever your role in role is within the ecosystem i got you i got you and i agree with you i agree with you acquisitions but my advice to you is listen to your mentor and practice 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 